Is the Lord in our midst or not? What kind of question is this that the Israelites dared to ask as they grumble in the desert for 40 days and asking to be and asking for their thirst to be quenched by water? It's a good question, but in a sense that it is asked in affirming one's own faith, but yet it is an ignorant question. It is a question that was asked by the Israelites at the end of our first reading from the book of Exodus. It's a question that is asked during the time of Jesus, but especially noticeable in the gospel today. And it is a question that we still ask ourselves to this very day. Is the Lord in our midst or not? But why is it asked? From the time of the Israelites to the time of Christ, and until this very present moment, this question is asked every day, questioning the presence of God in our lives. It is a question that both culminates God's presence and one's own faith in the one, true, living, and eternal Father. Is the Lord in our midst or not? When looking at the book of Exodus, ignorance is what surrounds the morale of the Israelites. Could they not see? Could they not understand or get the idea that God was with them? He was the one who delivered them from the hand of Pharaoh and from their slavery in Egypt. He was the one that split the Red Sea as they crossed the river in order to escape from the, from the Egyptians. He was the one who led them in the desert by the pillar of a cloud during the day and a pillar of fire at night. He was the one who fed them with manna, which is the bread from heaven, and quail. And he was the one who quenched their thirst when he commanded Moses to take his rod and strike the rock in order to provide them with water. Now, if this does not describe that the Lord is with them, I do not know what is. God had to perform mighty works and to reveal his mighty works through concrete signs and visible images in order for them to believe. He wanted to show them that he loved them and that he wanted to keep his promise and the covenant that he made with our father Abraham. But yet they continued to grumble they continued to complain and doubting the presence of God in their own lives, which led them to ask the question, is the Lord in our midst or not? This all changed, however, when the Christ, the Savior of the world, became incarnate, when God became man through the person of Jesus. We find in our gospel Jesus approaching a well and asking a Samaritan woman to give him something to drink. Now the Samaritans, they were descendants of, the ancient, of ancient Israel, but were not considered Jewish by the Jews because of their intermarriage with the Syrians during the invasion of the 8th century BC. So Jesus asking for this drink of water is very unusual. But Jesus, in asking for this drink, sort of parallels what the Israelites ask of our God in the first reading. However, there is a difference. 
the Israelites who ask God for water are demanding of it. But yet, in our gospel, we see Jesus, the true and living Son of God, asking for water from his people. The drink that Jesus asks for is something completely different than just regular and plain water. So the Samaritan woman comes to the well in order to satisfy her own thirst, to satisfy her own physical needs. But when asked by Jesus for a drink of water, he is not asking for just real water, but for an answer to the question that we continue to ask ourselves. Is the Lord in our midst or not? Jesus asks her to quench his thirst with her faith, with her belief in him. The Samaritan woman, a sinner, as she herself admits to, one who is seen as a Gentile by the Jews, says, I know the Messiah is coming, the one called the Christ. When he comes, he will tell us everything. Now this is a sign of living faith. And Jesus, in response to her, says, I am he, the one speaking to you. And her response is going to tell the people of her village that she has found the Christ. And when the villagers come out to see Jesus, they no longer believe in him by what the woman says, but what they have heard with their own ears. This is, tr and say, this truly is the savior of the world. Unlike the people of ancient Israel who needed visible signs and concrete images in order to believe in God, the Samaritan woman only needed to hear the words of the word himself in order to believe. My brothers and sisters, is the Lord present in our midst or not? When we ask this question of ourselves, whether in times of pain, suffering, distress, or mourning, what is our reaction? What do we do? What do we say? We should approach this question in three different ways in applying it to our own life whenever we ask it. First is through prayer. Take some time, at least 30 seconds, to however long you need, and examine your conscience. Just take a step back from reality. Converse with the Lord, allowing him to remind himself that he is in your midst, and he is always going to be with you. The second is noticing the presence of Christ in others. By giving of our own time to our own family and friends who feel most neglected, or even assisting the homeless person that's out on the street, we must give our time and we must practice almsgiving. And finally, we need to challenge ourselves to make an extra sacrifice or a fast this week whether that is taking one day out of the week, having two smaller meals and one bigger meal, or even sacrificing a day of drinking a cup of coffee, which is definitely going to be one of the hardest things for me to do this week. But we must remember that whatever sacrifice we make, let us offer it up for the poor and suffering in the world, 
who are enduring more suffering than we are. As we approach our Lord in the Eucharist, who becomes present to us and continues to be with us until the end of time, may we continue to pray for a decrease in our own ignorance of faith and respond to the question in faith, is the Lord in our midst or not? With a firm and resounding, yes, he is present in our midst.